This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Berg. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. We're going to be talking about God's compassion toward us, God's compassion toward you. And the name of this is actually called Eye to Eye with the Lord, and we will show you, and I'll explain to you what that really means. But, you know, let's go over just the definition of compassion, which you might think you know, because most people think that, oh, it's just feeling sorry for someone, but it's really a deep awareness of the suffering of another accompanied by the wish to relieve it. So compassion is more of an action word, jumping in to relieve the pain that you see someone else is is having. Um, and, And, you know, I think, you know, what happens with a lot of Christians, and this is like more of a prideful thing, I don't know, but when Christians notice that someone's suffering, their mind immediately defaults to why did this happen to them this there must be something that they did to bring this on this is what job's friends were telling him you know job you had to have done something (coughs) to bring this on Mm -hmm. this just doesn't happen or maybe if 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 a person or you see a homeless person or something and you begin to judge them and and you said they're suffering because they never wanted to work in their life or or, um, you know, if a person has heart issues right away, the first thing our fleshly mind comes to is, oh, they probably ate wrong all of their lives. <laughs> you know, why do we always default to blaming the person? And and really, probably most of the time it's true. Yeah, but be. I mean, <clears throat> I don't ever want my heart to go. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But I don't want my heart to go there first. And, you know, I know God is continually tra- changing me, but true compassion is the awareness as well as the desire to help them and to relieve their pain. That's what that is. And this is how we really should react to people who are suffering. And Jesus, of course, God, he reacts the same exact way. He, he doesn't judge us. He just is a fixer. And he says, let me fix it. You know, last year I, uh, I did a binge a Netflix, I think it was Netflix binge on uh, called The Midwife because I'd never even watched it before. And so I had to catch up for nine seasons, you know. So every night I was watching called The Midwife. And one thing, and it took place in London after the war, and they were all very poor people, but there were a lot of people that lived just very loose lives, a lot of women, and they were pregnant without Uh, being married. Some of them tried to have abortions and they did it on their own. And sometimes they went to people that had barbaric ways of doing it. And it was against the law back then. So, um, you know, but, but these midwives, and it's such an example to me, they never judged the person. They may have they had to judge what to do in their situation, but they never judged the person and they always give the person the benefit of the doubt, Al, like, well, you know, life is hard and sometimes we come by it hard and, and we understand. And there was always that. There was a never, never a judgment. You know, that that has to be a learned behavior because in our so. natural person, we just come right down on them. I know. <clears throat> but to learn not to judge them is difficult. You have to practice it. You have to put it into your mind and your thinking, like, I'm not going to judge them because we instantly do judge them. We do. We do. Blaming them. 
you know, and not right. But we don't judge ourselves when no, we do the same no, we, thing. We no. It was like, well, what are you we justify do? our we're actions. Justify. You know, these things happen. But <gasps> that's true. When someone else does it, it's like, no, no, yeah. no good. Yeah, that's so sad. But anyway, Matthew twenty thirty four says this. So Jesus had compassion on them. Okay, so he felt sorry for them. He had this compassion on them and touched their eyes. He did something about it. Immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. I remember when I, uh, you know, I'll tell the story. Uh, when I was having Karen, our second child, I was in labor. I, I didn't really have long labor. It was uh, four hours. That's not bad at all. And um, all of a sudden, something started squiggling in my right eye. And of course, I, I realized it was a nerve. But at that time, with all the pain and everything happened to me, I, I didn't realize what was going on. And I yelled out, I'm, I can't see, I can't see. And you know, the sweet nurses in the hospital, one of them passed by and says, oh, now she can't see. No, I she really, said, now she's going blind. Oh, yeah, now she's going blind. I was you know there. I, if I, was I wasn't so in funny. labor, I'll tell you, I wasn't much of a Christian back then. I would have just done something. But anyway, I was fearful at the time because I didn't know what was happening. And here I am giving birth. And, um, and now I have to worry about my eyesight. But then I thought, well, maybe it was a nerve, but whatever this, this continued a few times a year after that birth for several years, what would happen is my eyes would just, just one eye would just kind of look like almost like lightning strikes. And then it would just pass it. You could see it moving and just passing out, passing out of your eye. And sometimes it would be five minutes. Sometimes it would be, I don't think it ever went past 10 minutes. I really don't, but you would have to just sit there and wait. You know, it would make me blurry. It would interfere with my vision and, and, but it would always leave. So I was studying the word, and the more I did, the more I realized I did not have to live with this. See, I was coping with it. I was, okay, when it comes, I know what to do. But it was never God's will for me. I don't know what caused it. So I began believing, and I began standing on, his, on my healing. And, you know, to know that Jesus paid the price for my healing was pretty much new to me at that time. But it was also really exciting. I was excited. I said, man, there's an answer for everything. So whenever sickness comes on you, you have got to settle in your heart that it is not from God. And you know, Al, when I pray and I, if I have a symptom, uh, the first words out of my mouth is, Lord, I know this is not from you. Amen. Because right. it, it, I already know it, but I want it to get out in the airwaves. I want the enemy to hear it. I want God to hear it. And he knows, I know he's not the author of these things. We are the healed already. That's right. Maintaining what we have. That's right. And God had nothing to do with it. So so uh, understanding it's from the enemy. Understand that he is intruding on your health and he doesn't have a right to do it. You know, um, years ago we attended a conference. I'll tell you who it was. It was Benny Hinn. I will tell that right now. Uh, in New Jersey. Um, and the Holy Spirit was continually present in in these meetings and, you know, people receive healings there. And I had this eye issue going on. And even though I knew I could be healed just sitting in my living room, I thought, you know what, we were going to be up in the area anyway. It was the summertime. Let's go. Now, uh, I would realize later on now, I didn't know 
too much about my own authority at that time. So I said, let's just go to this conference. There's a lot of healings. I expected a healing. So, um, you know, God works with you where you're at. You know, Al, like in other words, yep. if you feel you need to get on a plane or something and go somewhere to get healed, God will work with that. You know, so um, we're in the conference and Benny Hinn asked all those who needed a healing. And I knew, I knew I was there to get my healing uh, to come to the front. For some reason, I did not go to the front. I did not feel led to go to the front. And the reason was because I said, you know what? I'm here. I believe that if God could heal me in the front of this church, he could heal me in my seat. That's, that's what I was thinking as everyone was going up. So I stood in front of my seat because a lot of people were standing and we were thanking and praising God. We were singing and I was thanking him for healing my eyes. I closed my eyes and I saw something so clear. Jesus was standing right in front of me, right in front of me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I was overwhelmed and captivated by the love that I felt. I actually saw his face and his gentleness coming through him to me. And he kept coming closer and closer and closer. And so close, I, I didn't even want to breathe, you know? And his face came so close that his eyes touched my eyes. And that's why I, I named this eye to eye with the Lord, because that's exactly what happened to me in those moments. And in that instant, I knew I was healed. And I continued to praise God. I continued to thank God. And so everyone went back to their seats. I was already at my seat, uh, including Benny Hinn. He went and he sat down. But then he got back up. We're all sitting there. And he gets back up. And I knew that this was a little bit different because um, we were supposed to go on to the next thing in the service. He gets back up and he went to the podium and he said, there's one more thing. He said, the Lord showed me that someone's eyes are being healed right now. And this, the healing session had been completely over. And I knew that was for me. So the devil lost. And at that moment, I was healed and I knew it. And that's what I went for. And that's what I got. Amen. It's that's awesome. awesome. God's, it's awesome. God is good. He's good. <clears throat> Two months later, for the next two months, I didn't have one episode. I mean, I just thought it was great. I put it out of my mind. I was teaching Bible study. And for the first time I shared the testimony, I thought, you know what? This fits right in with what we're talking about. I'm going to share the testimony. The very next day, it happened again. Okay. And see, what happens is the devil is trying, he was trying to take away my confidence in what happened to me as well as my confidence in the word. That's what he was trying to do to me. He was trying to discredit the word of God. Now, I, I, I wasn't ready for this attack. I didn't know this was going to happen, but I knew enough not to just sit back and take it. Well, you I, know, well, that's what the devil's trying to do. He's trying to go, you know, God's really nice guy. He's really nice guy. He doesn't really heal. Some people get a heal. It's psychosomatic. You were healed for a couple of months, but you're really not healed, and you know it. Right. And he starts bringing in the doubt in the back of your mind. You're like, well, maybe I'm not healed. Maybe it was just... And he makes you think, like, look, this is part of life. Yeah. You know, things are going to happen. It's not that bad. You'll yeah, live. it's not a killer. Just go with it. He wants you to embrace it. And here's the thing. Uh, years ago, a man wrote a book called Embrace the Struggle, and I, I, I hated that title so much that I never bought that book. 
But the truth is you need to fight it. You don't need to embrace your sickness or embrace something that's not of God. You know, I embrace the promises of God in the midst of getting well and receiving my healing, but I don't embrace the struggle. Who would embrace a struggle? Not me. Well, they don't even know that they think God's doing it to them, so they're going to embrace it. Yes. Yes, Alan. And if you think God's doing it to you, the devil's actually doing it to you, but it's never going to go anywhere because you have no reason to understand that it would leave. That's right. You're going to embrace this struggle to the end. That's right. So even if you just put up with something, guess what? You're going to continue to put up with something. Okay? (laughs) You're not going to see the victory that you could have. But I wanted it gone. And I knew I was healed. I knew it. Nobody could take away. What happened to me in that room? No one can do that. You could not believe it, you know, but you can't take away the truth of what right. happened to me. And um, so I knew that this was a lie of the enemy. So I commanded my eyes to be perfect. The symptoms left for years. I mean, they left for years. They were gone. I forgot about the whole thing. Never had another issue again until one day. Years later, it returned. Listen, he doesn't give up. The enemy doesn't give up. Okay? And so I got violent. I got so violent with the enemy. Remember when you Mm -hmm. had COVID? You got so violent. You were throwing pillows, throwing books, banging furniture. You were like, enough is enough. This is crazy. I'm drawing a line in the sand. So, uh, you know, the scripture says, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. You know, and I understand it's talking about the gospel in there, but we could apply that for anything in our lives. The violent take what's rightfully theirs, sometimes by force. And like Al said before, I wasn't the sick trying to get well. I was the healed pushing out what the devil was trying to bring back into my life. And, and, and it's such a lie. He's trying to steal the healing. It's such a lie. He can't steal the healing because it was given to me by God. And I believe it. And he can't steal it. He could just make me think I never got rid of it. That's what he was trying to do. See, God's not really true. You know? Right. But, but I, have to, I have to say one thing. When stuff like this comes on, I want you to see it as an intruder, as a thief, as somebody who comes in the back door, takes all your television sets out of your house, and leaves with them. I want you to see it as somebody that doesn't have a right to come in your house and take anything that belongs to you. And healing belongs to you. So you need to... That's right. What what the devil will do, like with the TVs, what he does is he's stealing your TVs. And you go, hey, stop stealing my TVs. And he goes... I saw you down at the corner and you stole something from somebody. And you go, you're right, I sinned, oh no. And he walks out with your stuff. It doesn't matter what you did, good or bad. He has no right to steal your TV ever. Right, even if I sinned that week or whatever it is. It doesn't make any difference. He has no, but he tricks you into thinking he now has a right to this. You know, you're so right because take somebody that has smoked for 40 years, 50 years, and they get lung cancer. Do you know how that person, if they're born again, they still have, if they have a covenant with God, they still have a right to be healed, even if they brought it on themselves. Doesn't matter. You know, even if they brought it on, our right is to be healed. And God doesn't say, well, you know, you smoke for 40 years. He says, oh, you want to get healed? Let's get healed. 
The problem right, he's is happy people, as can be. We just like, look, we I smoked for 40 years. Yeah. How am I going to get healed? Even if you get healed for a while, all the devil's got to do is show up and go, come on. Oh really? God, that's so and true. you'll go, oh, you're right, I'm not here. Right. And, it, and we give up too easily because we know we don't deserve it, but we don't. De- God is so good and gives us salvation, we don't deserve it. But he does it anyway because he loves us. You know, I think a really important thing that we need to teach over and over again is the grace of God, Al, and the fact that he's not mad at us. And, right. and I think a lot of things, one of the things we need to teach a lot more is the difference between the old and the new covenant. Mm-hmm. And people have to get that in them because you've said it over and over again, the way you see God, the way you believe God is the way your life is going to go. Mm-hmm. And if you see him mad, if you see him bringing these things on you, you, you why fight You're gonna something? You're going to assume he's mad at you doing bad things and it's the devil doing them. But what I always say is if what you believe about God is wrong, you will be wrong. Yes. And what I mean by that is the way you operate isn't going to be according to the scriptures and you might die or be sick because of it. Yeah. Not even knowing what the scripture said. And you got to understand the difference between the old and the new. It's a big difference there going on. That's right. And when we say that we're healed, we're trying to push back what the devil is trying to bring into our lives. We are already healed. We need to know that and we need to believe it. And guess what? Even if the test results come back that you have something, you need to know that you are healed, regardless of what doctors say, regardless of what tests say, you are healed. What you have is a lie. What your, your symptoms are a lie, your sickness is a lie, the test is a lie. Right. But lies can be very convincing Right. when you're right. sick and not feeling good. So That's right. it's kind of a hard concept to understand that you're the, you it are is. the healed. And what you're trying to do is stand. I teach people when it comes to healing, learn how to stand. You know, Paul said, having done all to stand, therefore stand. Yes. And you said, well, what does that mean? That means when you're sick, you got to stand that you're healed. That's right. you got to stand. No, I am not this. I am going to stand on what Jesus did for me. That's right. Amen. And that's what he's talking about. So one of the things to tell people about learning about healing is learn how to stand. And this is what you're doing in this story you're telling. You were like, no, I'm standing on my healing. I got it. I'm standing on it. You know, especially since I had that experience Mm -hmm. that, you know, I I had another experience with my hip. And we'll tell that in another story. But God really replaced my hip in my room. I saw the angels taking it out of heaven. I saw them bringing it to me. And I laid on the floor and let them give me a new hip. I did that. Did did the next day, was I able to tumble and toss? No, no. But I that thing increased my faith and made me stand even longer. How could you, oh my gosh, how could you not believe what you know to be true when it happened to you like that? And that's what happened that day in the Benny Hinn thing, that I was touching my eye and we know he's totally healed. And when he touched me, I was totally healed, you know, and you know, in the past several years, I have to say maybe once in a while, I have that thing come on. Nearly not. What? And every time I do, I say, devil, you have got to be kidding me. Because there is no way you're going to convince me that I didn't get my healing 20, 30 years ago. And you know, I have to say, every time that comes on, and not often, and I fight it and it goes away, I get stronger. 
Yeah, I get did. stronger. It's like, oh yeah, try it one more time. Yeah. You know, some things are just a struggle. What can I say? And but it is a lie because of what happened to me in that meeting. That's a lie. What came on me? False evidence appearing real is fear. He's trying to create fear in me that this is only going to get worse. And he's got the wrong person. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you've seen me. You've seen me in pain. Yeah. What do I do when I'm in pain? I go, Lord, I will always praise you no matter what. I mean, I do. See, I'm not confused. I understand exactly what's going on. You need to understand who your enemy is and when he attacks. You cannot be confused on this. You need to know and you need to know how to fight. You know, Al, when I share this story, some have literally asked me if the minister, Benny Hinn, knew that I had a problem with my eyes beforehand. You see how people are so skeptical and they go, they want to know. They Somebody asked me, did you sign a form before the service saying you had an eye problem? I yeah, couldn't no, believe didn't. it. I said, why wouldn't you want to believe something like well, this? Well, they didn't even offer something. You like know, that. I said, no, no, no. First of all, how would this minister, I don't know him from Adam. I've only seen him on TV. I never met right, him at all. Right. You know, and I don't want to, I don't know anybody who knows him personally, you right. know? And if I did, that would make more sense that you would think that. If you don't believe that they can heal or that there's healing available to you, you won't get it. Oh, that's exactly right. I was going to say that. Some even question the integrity of the minister. Of course they And do. a lot of people were against him saying he just made it uh, to create more drama. And if go, you mean he does all these meetings uh, not caring about God or the anointing just to create more, more drama? You know, people were skeptical of him even when I went uh, to that meeting. And uh, I have to tell you, do not put down ministers. Do not trash them and do not speak evil of them, even if you don't believe what they're doing. Because let me tell you something, you'll never be able to receive from them. If you're speaking exactly. evil of them, exactly. you will never be able. Am I correct? You'll never receive. No, you'll never receive your healing from them. So don't do not do that. If anything, give them the benefit of the doubt. But my gosh, if you look at Scripture, all they did was heal people in Acts and, and all through. I mean, healing is there for us. Miracles are there for us. But anyway... It had absolutely nothing to do with the minister, and it had absolutely nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with what Jesus did on the cross and the healing he purchased for yep, us. You got it. And that's what I say. It had nothing to do with anything else. You know, let me just say something. If we can go to the doctor and we get better, if we can praise our doctors when we get healed... Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Geez. Why is it so hard to praise our Heavenly Father when He brings the healing to us? Why do we always say, I know, I know sometimes how people, uh, they get a bad diagnosis and then they have all the prayer chains going and then people are praying for them and then they take the same test over and it's all gone. It's healed. You know what people say for it? Oh, we never had it in the first place. Yep. That's what why can't say. you say God healed me? What is why is it so hard to give glory to a father who wants to heal you? And you're you're saying, oh, we probably never. It was probably a wrong test, or or you know, sometimes you know, the tests are fifty fifty, and you know, yeah, sometimes like it's me, man. You get prayed for, <laughs> and nothing happens. So oh. I guess God just doesn't do anything. He doesn't heal and they walk away. But they'll go to the doctor and take medicine and nothing happens. 
and that's okay. They go back to the doctor and they get different medicine and they take that medicine and that doesn't work. But they never say, oh, that doctor's no good. He doesn't know anything. They never say that doesn't work. They just say, I need a different medicine. But how come the second they pray, they pray for, they know, they go like this, oh, Lord, heal me. And they're looking for this healing. And it, see, does it's not true. But we get the doctors all the time in the world. All they need, the, they get right? all, the, all, right? all the mercy, all the, they need. And I'm not saying doctors are bad. No. I'm just saying, and I listen to people and they say, well, I took this medicine, it didn't work. I took that medicine, it didn't work. I took this medicine, it didn't work. I'm on my fifth medicine. I'm still in bad shape. Do you want me to pray for, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> oh, I forget it. You know, anyway, and, we, yeah. That's what they do. That's true. That's true. And you know, give, look, I look for ways to give God the glory. I mean, I want him to have it. He deserves it. He's the author and finisher of my faith. I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for him. And I'm not going to heaven if it wasn't for him. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at victorylifeministries.org.